Hello, this is Krista. Hi, this is Lewis. Welcome to Casually Awkward, a podcast about how awkward and anxiety-provoking experiences can help us see how strange we all are. We examine interpersonal and social habits that are taken for granted. We challenge ideas of normalcy and give voice to the awkward and uncomfortable. Join us as we explore how being normal isn't so normal after all. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Casually Awkward. I'm one of your hosts, Lewis, uh, and as always, I am joined by Krista. Hi. Hey Krista, how are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you been? Did you enjoy uh, Space Jam? Uh, I did. We did start the day watching Space Jam, which yeah. is very nice. Yeah, just just randomly on TV. Ca- yeah. Caught our attention. Yeah. Speaking of Space Jam, what are we talking about today? Well, it's approaching that time of year. Mm-hmm. That time of year where people are going to the mall, even though malls are dead. There's like traffic for no reason. There's zombies at the mall. Mall zombies, yeah. Where there's even more commercials. And like, for some reason, snow is everywhere on TV. Hmm. It's that time of year. It's the time of year. Uh, Where are we going? Where are we going with this? What are we talking about today? We're talking about gifts. We're talking about gifts. Giving gifts. Gift giving. Giving gifts. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Zales, Ford, Amazon, zombie hordes. And zombie hordes. (laughs) Uh, Everyone fighting over for the last laughing Elmo. Or was that in the 90s? Maybe 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 I'm stuck in the past. I don't remember when the Tickle Me Elmo craze was, but I remember it was pretty bad craze. Yeah. But it seems like every year at uh, for for Black Friday, it's it's always a madhouse. Oh, people die. Yeah, people have right. been stampeded to death. And like fighting, and I think mean, haven't there been sh- uh, shootings? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. I didn't look into that, but hmm. uh, I remember I remember news footage. Walmart was one of them. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing lines like people would. Maybe even forego Thanksgiving dinner, and then that Thursday night they would just start setting up uh, tents and little sleeping bags. One time I did it for Target. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It was a. Uh, I think they opened at midnight, so mm-hmm. it was like after Thanksgiving dinner, got in line and waited, and then at midnight they opened the doors. Wow, was it as crazy as as it sees? It was. It, it was news? exciting. Okay. It was exciting. I mean, we were at Target yesterday. Remember how happy I was then? Yes, but I think it's because you just like Target, right? What? That's just because you like Target that much. Yeah, I just ha- I don't go to Target very often, and okay. so it just felt very magical. But then, like, it was very exciting. It was like they had changed the layout, and it was like all formed in like kind of a weird like line, mm-hmm. like so that people could get to the, like this their like big ticket items, and like there was limited items of certain things, and right. um, they were like showcasing certain stuff. Um, so it was very exciting. It was like a haunted house, but instead of things being Instead of being scared, it was you were like scared of how many deals there were. It's, I mean, but were there a ton of people? Was it was it hectic? Was well, it was a chaotic? line. It was just a line, so a you line? got let okay. in via the line. So like, okay, ten people in, and then like ten people would. Leave. So they had like capacity. They were okay. they're being very thoughtful about capacity, I believe. Oh well, that's good. That's good. I mean, maybe that that comes from all the horror stories of people just like rushing in, yeah, all at once and just stampeding over people. Yeah. Ugh. And now it's online. 
Yeah, oh, so funny. I was gonna say it was a pretty dire way to 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 begin the topic, but but it happens. Yeah, now you can do online shopping from the comfort of your pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, or there's also a big surge in people donating, right? And also making gifts. Yep, and there's also, in, I'm sure, in some small way, Prime Day. Uh, maybe it's earlier in the year, but it maybe helps relieve some of that. Oh, I have to go get a gift. Sale yeah, yeah I, I have to like go get a gift. Okay. That like late no- November, early December rush. So we're going to talk about gifts. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about, I have some history of gift giving for the holidays. Okay. Focusing on Christmas and Hanukkah. I know there's other gift giving, but that's what I focus on. Okay. Plus, what do you like to receive as a gift? Well, okay. So this goes into, I think, why I love celebrating Hanukkah so much. We've talked about it in the past. Um, off. Air, oh, are you Jewish? Off, off air. I am. I am not. No, not by uh, religious standards. Um, but I just feel. I feel more connected uh, to the gifting for Hanukkah because just in you know we've been doing it for what three years now, three or four years. But I feel like uh, it's more of an intimate experience. It's it's it, the gifts themselves are. are this will be our third year. The third, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like the the gifting is is more creative, more thoughtful, um, because it's not in, instead of trying to put pressure on like one big thing, right, or like two big things. It's like, hey, um, I got you know, I got your new phone charger for the car, or it's like it's like the little everyday things. That sort of imp- that improve your just quality of life on a on a regular basis. Well, this is very practical. I am very practical. Yes. Can I tell you a little bit about the the history of gift giving and uh, for Christmas and Hanukkah? Yeah, please. See if that reflects your your ideas around it. Let's go for it. Um, so, some of the information I got was from the Battle of Christmas, where the historian Stephen Niesenbaum. Mm-hmm. Um, talks about uh, the reinvention of the holiday of Christmas. Okay. Um, where a lot of it was about uh, New York elites uh, not liking the working class. I was about to say it's a very foreboding title. <laughs> battle. <laughs> but it sounds like a battle. So the- uh, back in the day, uh, Christmas and the winter holidays. Oh, oh, so let me back up. Christmas originally wasn't in winter. Hmm, okay. When was it? I don't know. But <laughs> pagans used to have this fun winter celebration. And uh, just like uh, just like when we talked about Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, the Christians wanted to co-opt it. Do you remember that? Um, I do. They, they turned, they, or they sort of made it, began as a pagan thing and sort of switched it around uh, to fit their sort of parameters with their standards uh, to be more of a... Uh, christian okay thing yeah so they keep people happy but then make them followers so that's what happened with christmas jesus was not born in december okay okay uh if you don't like that you can email us at casually awkward <laughs> at gmail.com casually awkward pod at gmail.com oh thank yeah. you yeah but anyways so in like the 19th century mm-hmm. new york city bustling lots and lots of people sure we have some really wealthy elites uh we got a lot of working class folks and because of the tradition around Christmas, it was very external. So it was like the expectation was more for people out in the external community 
providing good deeds to the people out in the community. I'm not describing so, this very well. Yeah, so you, so you just mean sort of for the upper class to help the lower class? Is that what you're so trying to say? So basically there was a whole campaign to make Christmas about being in a middle class home mm-hmm. instead of instead of this idea of camaraderie and cheer out in the world. So winter used to be the traditional downtime in agricultural societies as well as potentially like uh, in factories and things like that. Okay. Or if there's high unemployment. So people and the weather, obviously, especially in New York, very mm-hmm. harsh. Mm-hmm. So there potentially could be a lot of discontent. Okay. So there's a group of wealthy men called the Knickerbockers. Oh, have yeah. you heard of them? I have, yes. I think they made bears. They, they made, made teddy bears. <laughs> Look that up. Okay. So they reinv- reinvigorated the Dutch custom practiced in New Amsterdam and New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what New York used to be called. During the colonial period, mm-hmm. solidifying the tradition of Christmas with his, with his enormously popular poem, A Visit from Santa Claus. Sorry, A Visit from St. Nick, Ellis. Better known as brrr, the night before Christmas. Ah. In 1822. So what they did, what that story did, was it encouraged young Americans to associate the joys of the holiday with morality and physically protective space of home, focusing on middle class. And then another cultural point was that there was a change in the family home dynamic. Where they didn't, middle class families did not want their children, they did not want their children out and about running around with a riffraff of the, uh, the other classes. I see. And the immorality of surrounding them in these larger cities. So instead, they wanted their children quietly reading at home the Bible or whatever. And their I mean, tutors. I mean, if I was a kid, I would definitely not want to be home. I'm looking at a, a picture of one of these Knickerbocker teddy bears, and I would be frightened to have to stay home with this let thing. Let me see. Let me we'll, see. Have to, we'll have to throw this up on social media. <laughs> that is scary. This is a terrifying looking bear. Um, so I would much rather be outside with the riffraff. Um, so another positive of having Christmas be in the home was that it was a way to encourage uh, children to stay. Children. I keep saying children's. Uh, children to stay at home and to give presents for the children mm-hmm. to amuse themselves in home. Interesting. Um, I kind there, there's a weird. Um, I'm sure it has nothing to do with how th- these origins, but I now that I'm th- hearing it, it, there is sort of a weird parallel with um, Halloween. It seems to be the opposite of that, right? Where you're you're out on the street, like trick or treating, is you're out on the street and you're you're not home and you're out, sort of maybe getting into quote-unquote trouble yeah um it just this seems like okay we need to bring the kids inside and keep them inside we don't want them going out on the street that's interesting uh i i miss i forgot to add this part Mm. but uh i thought you'd like it oi saturnalia what does that mean that's the original that's what the pagans used to call the winter festivities before they got co-opted into christianity okay saturnalia Saturnalia. sounds like satan saturn 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 Saturn. oi saturnalia I'm just going to yell that at people now. Uh, But then because of this back to uh, the middle class and Mm -hmm. bringing kids inside, because of this shift and the increase in consumerism and large stores like what are um, Macy's? Yeah, like Macy's and what's the big one in New York that's fancy? Like Bloomingdale's and Saks. 
Yeah, all those. Like yeah. That. I don't know if they so were by, around this time. But. By 1904, one writer in Harper Bazaar was already lamenting the rampant commercialism of the day. Quote, 25 years ago, Christmas was not the burden that it is now. There was less haggling and weighing, less quid pro quo, less fatigue of body, less wearing of soul, and most of all, there was less loading up with trash. And I think we can all agree, especially these days, we could do with a little less quid quo pro. <laughs> quid pro quo. And that was 1904. Me. 1904, they're already saying it's causing too much trash. Mm-hmm. It's like not focusing on the things we should be focusing on. It's causing like stress and and, and haggling. Right. And quid pro quo. And quid- Tr- that's tit for tat. That's what that means, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's so funny. I feel like there's so many times you hear the argument of, well, I mean, it it can kind of go back and forth, but um, nowadays you hear about how materialistic we have gotten and how consumerist we've gotten. Um, But it seems like it's a trend that started a very long time ago. It's not really a new thing. Did you know in February is Mm -hmm. when tens of thousands of toy industry representatives gather at New York City's annual American International Toy Fair, Mm -hmm. where they try to figure out which toy will top children's wish lists 10 months later. Wow. I, th- I mean, that's smart. It's a lot of planning. Think about it, yeah. Tickle me Elmo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, another interesting little factoid is that uh, there's a t- statistic that one third of holiday spending still isn't paid off two months after Christmas. What do you mean? Like people, people go into debt. People, okay. people go into debt and two months later are still not out of debt. Wow. And then most of us don't even like the presents we receive. I'm curious. Do you think that's how something like a Black Friday and then inevitably Cyber Monday started where it's like, hey, instead of spending this large sum of money now, you can sort of spread it out and sort of start spending it sort of around Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving and leading up into December and into I mean, into we'd have holiday. to do research on Black Friday, but I imagine it's it was because of so much spending around Christmas. Did Black Friday get popular when we were kids or was it been around for a very long time? I feel like it happened when we were kids. Yeah, so it looks like sort of the day after Thanksgiving has been known as one of the like largest days for shopping for a while. Um, I think it started around 1952. Although I mean, the whole sort of popular popularity of like Black Friday and calling it Black Friday um, didn't didn't start until like I don't know a couple of dec- like a decade or two ago. The marketing but, of it as such, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the marketing term of Black Friday, but apparently, um, I'm I stand corrected. Apparently, people have been starting their holiday shopping right after thanksgiving for a very long time well it makes sense because you usually have the day off and you know the next holiday is christmas you got to get the shit that's true you gotta get you gotta get your elmo yeah i don't know why i'm focused on the elmo but i was a big hit i guess (laughs) like 98 what was that (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay so sorry nintendo 64 i remember that that was big that was big that was also like 98 yeah, Big so year. sorry to throw you off with the Black Friday, but yeah, so so you're going back to uh, where you were at. Uh, so in even in the early 1900s, people were complaining about heavy consumerism. Right, and then I was saying how nowadays in February, they're already plotting the toys, but there's a lot of waste because it's estimated that about 18% of, of Christmas spending is things people never wear or read, mm-hmm. about $12 billion. Wow. And then also people are in debt. And then people are in debt. From their spending. Yeah. This is how the this is how uh, the world works: consumerism, capitalism, and then and then we fill our landfill. I mean, think of all the wrapping paper and the boxes too. Yeah, that alone. Yeah, 
But you're just saying how you love Hanukkah. Yes. You love the latkes. Hanukkah. I do. They're so tasty. Um, so there's some tradition. There's a few different traditions around gift giving around Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. Um, but historically, they found like a little bit of evidence with giving gelt, which is Yiddish for money. Mm-hmm. Though now usually used to mean chocolate coins when people talk about gelt. Okay. Um, so Hanukkah gets gelt is an old custom, well tested in Europe. Gift giving, by contrast, is new. So, like, the idea of giving gifts for Hanukkah mm-hmm. is actually much more of a newer tradition. And it's mostly influenced by Christmas. Christmas, probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's influenced by kids feeling left out mm. because their Christian friends are getting all these fucking Elmos. Right. And they're not getting nothing except guilt. They're getting... Which sounds a lot like guilt. <laughs> it does. <laughs> that uh, Jewish guilt. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so funny. It's like... um it, but it's so much of like a visual aesthetic, right? It's it's like you, your friend has like the the actual toy, whereas um, you or your parent might just be getting the money, and it's like, hey, or get chocolate your, coins, or chocolate coins. Mm. But let's say it is real money. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, now and in, in, as in older in my age, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just have yeah. money and then I can just do, save it or do whatever I want with it. I don't need a an object, so to speak. Um, but as a child, yeah, you want you want the physical, tangible gift quote unquote you want the thing the, you know, the toy to play with or the clothes to wear like you want that thing so um one of the theories of the origin of gelt mm-hmm. being associated with hanukkah is that it symbolized the ability for jews or the ancient jewish people uh to make their own coins as a symbol of the independence they gain in the battles that the festival of lights commemorates oh so that's one theory of why that became a thing okay but i read some articles and they talked about different ideas around how to celebrate uh, Hanukkah and how to still keep the traditions alive while also not perpetuating the negative side of consumerism. Right. Um, uh, they talked about how Hanukkah gifts really took off in the 50s. They said Jewish child psychologists as well as rabbis started promoting gifts as a way to make post-Holocaust Jewish ch- kids happy to be Jewish rather than sad about missing out on Christmas. Isn't that sad? Wow, that is really sad. It's funny, I was just thinking how it it makes sense that even these days, non-religious people like Christmas is such like the mainstream thing. Um, it, it just makes sense that it it, it permeates into other facets and, ch- and will change oh, yeah. changes other uh, rituals or or, or, or um, festivities to sort of not match, but sort of in response to, uh, yeah, but yeah. to be more equal with right yeah. the idea of of like oh what are the, what, what are these you know X Y Z Christmas traditions okay we have to modify our thing to at least resemble somewhat um, because it is such it's like the mainstream thing yeah i mean because some of it is is focused i mean christmas is not really focused on religion it's focused on giving gifts and so if your religious holiday is focused on the religious significance of it you're missing out and kids often are feeling frustrated that they're not getting the the cool stuff we were just talking about how uh, christianity Mostly Christmas, because of it, because it's such a consumer holiday, has influenced other religious holidays. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Hanukkah. Um, and so, uh, people in the Jewish community were supporting the idea of giving gifts for kids. Um, and so, I have a few ideas and lists that people suggested to keep the spirit of it alive while also... Oh, okay. That's cool. So, one is families can light candles to honor justice. 
or peace or talk about what brings light into one's lives mm-hmm. or what places in this world need more light. Even with gift giving, family holiday celebrations can still aim to foster social consciousness. So mm. they could give a gift, but also while they're lighting the lights, they yeah. think about in a more, they, they do more reflection. Or that could be the gift, right? I mean, they, uh, I think, uh, well, this, uh, they're suggesting you could do both. Okay, cool. But you could just light, I mean, that's the, orig- the, or- the original Hanukkah without the gifts was just lighting the candles. Right. Okay. And other things. I don't know. I'm not an expert. <laughs> um, and then suggestions were small gifts, gifts from other family members, one gift for the family, books, board games, money, um, and then opportunity to learn about money and spending. So if you're giving a gift of money to a child, mm-hmm. one suggestion was giving a dollar for every candle. So because mm-hmm. every night you you light more candles. Mm-hmm. I forget how many is that. It's like 32 or 38 or something like that. Oh, you're asking me to do math on the spot. So, uh, so then the kid at the end of at the end of the seven nights would have that much money and then mm-hmm. they could go to the store and ta- and then it would be a lesson for them to learn how to spend their money and think about money. So we both grew ca- grew up Catholic. Yeah. Um, we both have a bit of disdain for Christmas. We're not practicing well, I think, Christians or anything like that. Right, right. There's the whole religious side of it, which we're yeah, not. Yeah, we're not really a part of Uh I was doing a little bit of reflection. I, uh, my mom always told me my great grandmother was Jewish, mm-hmm. um, but never she married an Italian dude, so that mm-hmm. that kind of heritage stopped. But just knowing that I have like a religious Jewish background made me want to explore a little bit more around Jewish traditions, mm-hmm. and I was really fascinated and really liked the idea of lighting candles. And then Lewis was interested in exploring it. How did you feel about it when we explored it? Yeah. So I mean. I can't remember the exact point in my life, but I definitely started just removing myself from holidays and stopped caring. Uh, my grandmother's uh, apartment in New York was always like a, a, a central meeting hub for all of us. Like a lot of all of the big holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, they give an Easter. Uh, before I even realized Easter was like a religious thing, I just thought it was about weird eggs and a, and a scary bunny. But like her place was always um, the meeting point where everyone got to whole the whole family got together and we you know celebrated these big um, these big holidays together. And then once that stopped and people started moving away, my interest in these holidays just just dwindled and dwindled until I just I was like I don't really I don't really care about these these big holidays. Um, and then. Yeah, once, like you said, once you want, you were open to exploring, uh, you know, Hanukkah and, and seeing what, what what that could do for us or, or how what that experience could be like for us at the end of the year. Um, I think the usual experience would be kind of uh, being Scrooges, right? <laughs> like little bah humbugs where we're like, oh, we don't care about the we don't care about the the trees and then whatever. But you have to sit through it for like a month and a half, right? Um, so at least just having something, uh, you know, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, some some sort of ritual of our own. Um, that we could have for that time of year, something to look forward to. And so I was just open to it, but I think what I fell in love with, um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, is the idea of, um, you know, not, not you know, seven uh, different like gifts, right? Like you get more like this idea of, of tangible like gifts. I, I What, I, what um, I noticed right away and fell in love with was, um, I don't know, there's something in the practicality of, of what we were gifting each other um, that just made it seem way more 
personal and, and way more important um, because it wasn't this, oh, I know that this person likes this thing, so I'm going to wait and then, you know, uh, wait till the end of the year, wait till Christmas, then I'll wrap it up real nice. It's like, it was, it were, it was smaller gestures. It was, you know, I think I did get you like a, a new car charger for your phone at, at one point and um, I, I, I lose track of, of, of what, what the gifts were, but it, it just, it wasn't, Yes, they were objects that we were gifting each other, but it wasn't about the gift itself, right? It was like, hey, I know that in our lives you have um, a need for this or a difficult time here, and this is a way that I can help make your life a little easier. It, it, it was more about the individual. It was looking at the things you need, right? Not, I mean, and the things you want, but it's more so the things that you would need that would make every day of yours just a, maybe just a little better. Um, that's kind of the way I approached it. Um, and that's something that I fell in love with. What I really liked was lighting the candles. Lighting the candles is fun. Yes. Well, no, well, because it, it felt very purposeful mm -hmm. and we did it together and we reflected every time we did it and we had to do it for seven nights. It wasn't just like a one night thing. And so I really liked that activity of being thoughtful and purposely doing something mm -hmm. together. And I, and the lighting of the candles was, was just a very like it felt very spiritual mm -hmm. it was a very spiritual act there was there was something um and it it got me some weird looks at uh, work at the time but there there was something about like being at work and going oh i have to leave now because i have to go i have to go light the menorah tonight <laughs> i can't be here so like i have to make it home by this time so that i can light the candle with you um yeah there was something um just like extra meaningful um, and purposeful in that of, of, of making sure that we do it together. Obviously, there were, I think there were some nights when we might have had obligations, and so you know one of us would would do it. But um, but yeah, for the most part, we it, like I said, it was, it was our little ritual for those for that time period. It's like we, we we have our days at work, you know, we come, we, we eat dinner, um, and then you know at night we make sure to to light that candle and, and sort of reflect. I hope this isn't offensive to anybody who's practicing jewish or jewish mm. like our intentions are not to like bastardize the religion we're not religious but we're we're taking aspects of it that we find meaningful for us and um in, in a very respectful way yeah i mean we both were raised with specific rituals and and uh, practices and the fact that we're exploring others and not trying to change them, right? And not and not trying to um, make them something that they're not. Like we're taking the time to like learn and explore it. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way you can learn something new and, and sort of absorb um, these these different sort of ideas from these rituals. It's it's actually doing them, not just reading about them or going, oh, that's cool. Like actually try it, do it out, yeah. like experience it for yourself. You know, we all have come from different experiences. And for some people, Christmas is an extremely positive experience. Mm -hmm. And like certain traditions are really important to people. I feel like I've talked a little bit about some traditions that I have. So like I was like, oh, we always have raviolis. Right, right. But other than that, um, I don't have a lot of strong Christmas traditions because they, um, if there were when I was really little, they didn't perpetuate. Right. Um, I don't know. Do, do you have any strong Christmas or wintertime traditions that from your family? 
no, not really. Like I said, I mean, the the reason why I I started withdrawing from so many of the major holidays is is because those big family gatherings sort of ceased to exist. Um, when they were going on, we had traditions. Yeah, like I remember. Um, for Christmas, we didn't do it in the morning. We would have to, it'd be the night before it'd be Christmas Eve and we'd like, we'd have to stay up till midnight. Um, and then my grandmother, everyone would sort of like gather around and my grandmother was sort of like the MC. Uh, she'd sort of grab a gift, uh, you know, read off who it is and then give it to them. Um, and I think everyone would sort of watch them open it up, open it up and, you know, see the reaction and then, okay, yeah, you know, and then we have like a big trash bag that said like throw the wrapping paper in. And then it's like, all right, next one. And then she like pulls another one out, you know, finds the name, reads it. So that was a cool little tradition. Um, and I remember so many, so many years where around like 1030, my eyes are getting heavy. I'm like, oh no, I got to stay awake. I got to stay awake. Just like, like passing out on the couch for like 10, 15 minutes going and like jolting awake thinking I missed it or something. Um, so things like that, you That's know, so are cute. really cool. And when I was a kid, it was, uh, mi- did you do midnight mass too? No, thank goodness. I, w- I, w- I would have every put my foot sometimes down. sometimes I do midnight mass with my my mom when I was like a teenager. But the tradition when I was a little kid was you got to open one present, mm-hmm. uh, but then and we'd make cookies for Santa Claus, which just meant my mom ate cookies. Okay, nice. Uh, and then it would be like you need to go to bed because Santa's coming, so you couldn't stay up till midnight. Who did the who baked the cookies? Was it like a whole the whole family? Um, my mom and I like I like to help her, but it would be like her thing. Oh, okay. Um, I so also she was baked cookies for herself. Basically, by the well, no, look, they were for everybody, but oh, like, but Santa and yeah, but uh, I think I had more fun as I got older and I was like participating mm-hmm. in the the festivities because I remember like being really excited to like buy presents for my brothers and help my mom wrap mm-hmm. like. Uh, because when I was a little kid, I couldn't really help rap because, I mean, I could help rap a little bit, but then like a lot of the presents were for me. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I was a little, I was, I was thinking, the baby. I was the baby. Yeah. I was thinking you don't, you haven't really got the technique of rapping yet that when you're a child. So it's like, why, why, like, yeah, why even give you that task? Where it's like, hey, oh, I'm not really maybe, sure. Maybe, maybe that too. Uh, There's scissors involved. But yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember liking, t- and then uh, I think, I have some like nice memories, like more as a teenager, where we all stayed up late mm-hmm. on Christmas night because there was no one was waiting for Santa because we we're all. You should be, you should be in on the game at that point. Yeah, well, there was no children, so it was just we were all just like kind of hanging out, and it was really fun. Nice. So I I think staying up for Christmas is actually is 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 fun. Yeah. Even midnight mass. Okay. I mean, I don't recommend it, but it's 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 fun. You know, I think I would have lost my shit. That's the fact of having to get myself like i said i was a young kid having to like stay up till midnight which seemed like an impossible thing and then being able to finally open up you know the toys i got it's like i wanted to play with my toys i'm not gonna go leave and then go have to sit in an uncomfortable pew and listen <laughs> to some fucking latin going on like i'm like latin I'm not, yeah when you went it was latin uh the few times i've gone to church i remember them saying shit in latin yeah what yeah was that like New York? Yeah. Oh man, because like you guys have like no, well, because you guys are like legit New York Catholics, <laughs> man, run by the fucking mob and shit. Wow. So, um, well, I don't know about that. I don't know why I'm I'm, I'm being defensive. I don't give a shit. No, I I'm just kidding. I'm but not but um, but um, no, I I've that's 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 a whole nother level. I've never experienced yeah, a Latin. Yeah. That's cool. One of my one of my uh, fondest church memories is um, uh, getting busted by one of my uncles because I had snuck a comic in there. How, I just, how Bart Simpson of you? I was just, I was never into church. I, I never. 
Um, but yeah, I was like, okay. And I was really into that. I don't even remember what comic it was, but I was super into it and I had got the newest issue. And so I was like, fuck, I want to keep reading it. I was like, fine. So like I snuck it like, um, uh, you know, it's Sunday best, right? So I had like a, like a white shirt and like a weird blazer type thing on. Oh my, I can't even imagine it. You don't even own a blazer. Exactly. So like, uh, it's it's that, that's why it's church's fault. But like, so I snuck it like under my arm. I did like the weird, like inside my jacket. So then once I, it was a terrible time. I was just like, oh, everyone's doing the song thing. I'll just, I'll just sit here and pull it out. Um, and then, yeah, he turned around and caught me. <laughs> it's very Bart Simpson. That's funny. Yeah. So segueing into uh, some other parts of, of gifting or some other aspects of, of gifting. Um, one of the things that came up a lot when I was writing for this episode and then sort of doing some research for this episode and thinking about it was the feeling of, of obligation towards gifting and some of uh, the quote unquote awkward feelings that come up with gifting in terms of, you know, perceived value of, of what you're giving or what you're getting and, and sort of what your reaction should be. Are you saying I expect too much from your gifts? <laughs> um, no, there's, there's not, there's not too much pressure from you. <laughs> on on uh, things to get you, but no, I just I, there's times when I sort of do a deep dive on just the the idea and sort of the the concept, um, mostly on sort of the the pressure that people put on themselves. I think a lot of times uh, unjustly or uh, unnecessarily. But I just want to let you know that I am very judgy of the gifts I receive. Really, not necessarily just from you. Mm-hmm. But everyone, I just assume no one cares and no one's thoughtful. And I'm always like, oh, this is what you think of me? Mm-hmm. You think I'm bed, bath, and beyond peach fuzz? This <laughs> is who you think I am? No, but that's what I'm talking about. It's like, I feel like everyone has gone through this. Everyone has experienced um, one time or, or other in their life where they get they get something and they're like, what? Like, what? And, and, and what goes to my mind is like, why did that person feel it even necessary? Like, if I don't, if I don't know you and I have no idea what you would, unless I'm doing a secret Santa or something, right? Like, if I don't know you or know the things you like, then I'd rather just whatever, if it's a celebration, if it's a birthday, I'd just be like, hey, happy birthday. I don't need to get you anything because I don't, I don't know what you would even like. So it's like, yeah. so it's like you know, it's, it's to me that like, maybe it's like too much is put on the, on the tangible gift instead of just like, hey, that's, you're celebrating a thing. Good job. Um, you know, you, I, it's almost like someone saying, hey, here's this thing. You can throw it away for me if you'd like. It's funny, I, I, I remember this so specifically that um, when I, I had a 16th birth, I had a birthday when I turned 16. Mm-hmm. It was a surprise. I don't n- generally like those. But um, I had a friend who gave me. I'm writing that down in a notebook right now. Okay. No surprise. Okay. Like you would do that. <laughs> um, I had a friend who gave me Hot Topic earrings. They were dangly earrings that at the base was a pink skull. Hmm. And I remember like, oh my God, like they think I would like this. They think I'd wear this. They ended up being like my favorite earrings. Okay. Um, and so, I, but I remember it so vividly because I remember being like offended that they got me that. Mm-hmm. And then later like wearing them all the time. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I didn't wear earrings a lot, but like when I did, I would wear those. Yeah. That's fair. So sometimes the random shit works out. Yeah, but I just remember thinking how, and you're so dramatic when you're a teenager. Like we talked about when we were the teenage episode, Mm -hmm. you're so dramatic. And I was just like, oh my God, like what? Why would they think I like Hot Topic? Because everyone fucking likes Hot Topic. We're teenagers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, have you have you ever found yourself in the situation, or have you ever done that where you're like, oh, I, I, I where you felt like obligated to like get a gift for someone that yeah. you have no idea who this is, or well, wh- not who this is, but sometimes you 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 get along with someone, but you're new to the friendship, mm-hmm. and you're like, what do I get them? What do I get them? And you overthink it, and then you end up getting um body lotion, and you're like, God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I've done that as, as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've got done that. And then I've received it like, and then I'm just like, oh man, this is a shitty gift. Right. No one wants the no one wants the toiletry set. No one wants it. They people buy their own soap. I think I have the same issue with gift giving as I do with remembering people's names. I think I have a lot of baggage about people caring about me and acknowledging me. Mm-hmm. And I just assume no one cares or acknowledges me. So I'm not going to care and acknowledge them. Okay. And then people do. And then I feel like an asshole. I see. I have some weird baggage. I should go to therapy. I mean, I think I think that's where my weirdness around birth, my birthdays come from. Like stemming from my own birthday. Mm-hmm. I just go ahead no one gives a shit. So I'm not going to give a shit. Yeah. And then it's like, if you try to give a shit and then you realize that no one else does, it's like, you don't have to deal with the pain of of, of that, right? You're like, hey, I organize this thing, and then no one shows up. It's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I just won't organize anything. Yeah. Oh, totally. I've totally experienced that. Yeah. Even for the holidays, mm-hmm. where it's like you put effort out, not thinking about it. You're like, oh, this is just what people do, right, and then you right. don't get it back, and mm-hmm. it feels really shitty. Yeah. When you when you put a lot of thought into a gift, mm-hmm. and you put a lot of thought in like activities or like whatever trying to celebrate something with people and then you don't get the same back or reciprocated it makes you not want to put yourself out there again right right and that could be family it could be friends it could be a loved one or a romantic partner or whatever Mm -hmm. but it makes you not want to do that again yeah it's it's so funny it kind of uh, at times it feels like a double-edged sword because like you were mentioning for whatever reason in these situations we have this idea in our minds where it's like oh if i don't get them anything i'm an asshole but then if you get them this useless thing, you're kind of still, you're kind yeah. of an asshole as well. So it's like it's kind of a it, it's like which which one do you go with? I tend to feel like it's fine just to not give them a gift. Not right? give them a yeah, gift. Yeah, that's how I tend to feel too. It's like I'd almost rather give you nothing or a you know or a text or a card or something mm-hmm. to show like I recognize it's your birthday, but instead of giving you something that is not thought through. Yeah, and I feel like so many times like that situation where if you're invited to something. I think more or less your your presence, your attendance is like the thing that this person is expecting, not not for you to show up with a gift. I mean, so to speak, right? yeah, but Maybe. when you're like 15, you're expecting a gift. Well, yeah, sure, sure. But I agree with you, especially now when we go to parties. Most of the time people always put, don't worry about getting me a gift. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring something, bring wine or something li- along those lines. Right. Usually uh, as adults, people are not like, please, please. People are just like, please don't give me a gift. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get gifts from people, and it's things I use all the time. Uh, Shout out to Desiree, who gave me a cat sleep mask Mm -hmm. I wear every night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, she she probably doesn't listen to podcasts. (laughs) That's fine. This is is an Easter egg to find out if she does. Nice. It's hard. I know I I I have some friends that are very... um, like Leslie Nope, who really enjoy giving people gifts mm-hmm. and like celebrating them and they want to get all their friends all these really thoughtful gifts. And it's hard because I want to reciprocate, but that's just not my love language. Right. right. Um, and I want them to know I appreciate them as a friend. So I feel like I try to do things to, like I'll I'll try to 
maybe be more emotionally available mm-hmm. and like have like a heart to heart with them or something else to like appreciate them if I'm not giving them a big gift. Yeah. Um, I'm very inconsistent with gifts. It really just depends. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad. Like I was just thinking about my nieces. Mm-hmm. I think it was last year I gave, I, I sent them all a card with a little like small little thing in the card mm-hmm. as gifts for their birthdays. And this year I forgot to call them. Okay. So I'm like, I'm such an asshole. So I don't know. That's hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the fact that you even acknowledge that's cool. And, and like a phone call is, that's awesome to me. Like, you know, but I forgot. Yes. I'm, I'm sure now you will, you will do it. Or did, maybe they called me. I don't remember. Did they call you. Okay. I don't remember now. But see, I feel like there's a, there's a level to that where it almost, it almost goes into a conversation about uh, sincerity, I think, a little bit. Because it's almost, it's fake sincerity where it's like, hey, it's your thing, so I got you a gift. But it's like, the gift doesn't mean anything. It's it's just the thing you saw. Maybe you had a coupon. Who the hell knows where this thing came from, right? We'll use, we'll continue to use the the weird Bed Bath & Body shampoo example or soap or something. Yeah. It's like, wherever, however, wherever that, however that manifested, like, this is the, this is the thing that you are gifting to someone. But it's like, this doesn't mean anything. There's, there's nothing behind yeah. this. It's like, it, it's like, are you, it's, it, to me, it just, it, com- it comes off as this weird fake sincerity. Yeah. I remember one year I got, I think it was like balloons or something like that. And I was like, where do these come from? My mom's like, oh, it's from your godparents. I'm like, who are my godparents? <laughs> like, what? I, godparents? I, I was like, have I met them? Like, what? This is so random. Uh, so I don't know. The balloons were their way of saying, hey, like a phone call would have been nice. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'd, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Life's weird. Um, Life is weird. Yes. Life is weird. But then it's also being picky. Right. So I'm like, oh, well, this isn't good enough. But this is like my dad. You talked about cash. My dad would always mm-hmm. give cash. Practical. Very practical, but it, it. but not very sentimental. So I remember. <sighs> okay, fair. So I do remember uh, a time where he gave me like uh, an actual like tangible gift Mm -hmm. and i remember it felt like it was very meaningful because he had never given me a gift before except for cash okay cold hard cash cold hard cash um but practical practically i could buy whatever i wanted with the cash so Mm. i'm not i was not complaining but it didn't feel very um emotionally connected right right, yeah i wonder if because it makes me think of love languages and how gift giving is one of the love languages right but then there's other kinds of love languages and i think sometimes what I really like is experiences, mm-hmm. and I think that's tied to my love language of um, quality time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I could see like an act of service as also a type of gift, right? Where you're like, I'm going to do something for someone, right? Or maybe it's like also being like a practical gift, like I'm getting something they need done. Yeah. Um, yeah. What well, I don't remember the other ones. There's gifting. There's physical touch. I don't remember the other ones, but. I wonder if that has a has a ref, connects with the type of gifts people like to receive. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, so the love languages. Uh, there's words of affirmation. Uh, there is acts of service, uh, receiving gifts, quality time, uh, physical touch, and I think I think that yeah, those are the those are the five. What are your word love? What are what your is, loves? What do you love? What are my love? What are my love loves? Mm-hmm. I think acts of like sort of there's quality time. But there's also acts of service. I like doing things. Um, I like expressing affection or compassion or care 
through doing things for people. So I don't gift. Like to, to me, that that's yeah. Getting someone something is is nice. Like you said, you're. I think you're probably the only person I gave actual gifts to. Because um, I make you. <laughs> um, but yeah, usually I I just like doing things for people because I feel like it's I'm giving my time and my energy right. And to me, those are two very important things to me. What about words for af- words of affirmation? Is that high on you? Your thing? Or that no? is very low on my. On my oh, really? My I thought letter. that was high for you. Uh, maybe it's mid. Maybe, maybe low is a bit aggressive. It's it's say it's in the middle. So if I never said thank you or appreciated with you, you'd be okay. No, I probably wouldn't be okay. Yeah. So. You'd be upset. I wouldn't be upset, but I would. I would definitely notice it. <laughs> I would take notice. I'd be like, "That's weird. That's funny. That's weird." Or I resent her. Um. Well, if I don't say anything, yeah, sure, it might. It might yeah. evolve into resentment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's sort of, it's a low of the top. Maybe so number like, three? So maybe number three, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, or maybe even number two, um, now that we're talking it through. I love that you brought this up. I mean, that it kind of boils down to that, right? Because that is such a, that is a part of the love languages. It's maybe that's why gifting just kind of seems not weird to me, but it just, it's something that's not a requirement at all. And it's not something that's not even like top of mind. Okay. Lewis? Yeah. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Krista? I appreciate you. Well, what was that my love language? Well, I can't I can't touch you through the podcast, so I can't hug, give you a hug through oh, the podcast. Oh, is that my is that my love language? I don't know. What is your number one? I like quality time. Quality time? Okay. And then and then maybe physical touch. Okay. I'm reaching out. We're holding hands. I'm holding hands. Now. I like it. Across I feel better. I yeah. feel better. I feel good. Good. It's nice. Good. We're already spending quality time together. Maybe too much. <laughs> so we just discovered our love languages. How does that reflect our gifts? So what kind of gifts mm-hmm. would you like based on your love language? Hmm. It's difficult. I guess I don't even think about gifts, even receiving them. I just so if acts of so would a better gift be someone doing something for you? Yeah. So like you've been doing a lot of dishes. If suddenly you found, if suddenly I did all the dishes when you got home, (laughs) would that be a nice gift? Uh, Yes, but I will. I will add a note here for all the listeners. We just had our dishwasher had, had broken down, so while we were waiting for a new one. Uh, there was a shit ton of hand washing going on, so that's so that's that's really why I've been doing a lot of dish cleaning. Um, so, I, so then you did you wouldn't want that? I'm just saying I don't I don't think it's a regular thing. I just think. I mean, do I normally do any dishes? Well, neither of us do. We have we have the machine. The machine does. Who it. puts them in the dishwasher? Usually me. Yeah, that's um, all I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to give you credit here. I'm trying to take credit away from myself. Um, so yeah, yeah. In in that case, uh, you know, since acts of, of service are a big thing for me, yeah, like doing like doing something like that. Yeah, be, that's all I was just yeah, asking. That, that'd be we a don't have thing. to give them details about our our chores or whatever. You brought it up. Dishes. I know. No, I'm just I'm just saying we don't have to give them a breakdown or whatever. No. <laughs> I was trying to be fair. Like I said. Yeah. No, I know. I contribute, but I was just saying if I if I contributed extra, mm-hmm. it might be you might. It might feel meaningful to you. Sure, yeah. Or surprised you in in, in something you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, what what about my quality time? Yeah, I think um, 
for quality time. I know there's a book uh, you got a while. It's a little cold uh, these days, but I know there's a book uh, you got a while back about like uh, interesting Seattle walks around around the city. Yeah. Um, I think that would definitely be something um, that I would like to do for you. And she'd be like, hey, like wake up, you know, on a weekend and be like, guess what we're doing today? Yeah, that and, sounds perfect. And sort of have, and sort of uh, look at the route and sort of have things maybe plotted out, like maybe where we'll stop for lunch and just sort of have the day planned. So it sounds like we've just figured out two gifts we're going to be doing for each other this December. Yeah. Thanks, listeners, for helping <laughs> us figure that out. Now I have to do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds lovely. Yeah. So we were able to talk a bit about gifting. We talked a little bit about this time of year and its association with gifting, a lot of consumerism, but there's also a lot of tradition. Yeah. We talked about finding new traditions in Hanukkah. Yeah, explore, we, exploring ones outside of yeah. uh, what, you, what you grew up with or what you're familiar with. Yeah, but then we also talked about some nostalgia we have with our own traditions growing up mm-hmm. uh, and making new tradition, traditions together, which yes, is really nice. Other, yeah. yeah. Nice. And then we also reflected on some frustrations and awkward times giving or receiving gifts mm-hmm. and how maybe understanding each other's love languages helps us understand how to better give to each other. Yeah, which I had not thought of or made that connection before. I love that. Yeah, so that's that's lovely. Uh, and to end the show, we usually like to do a question. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what in your life do you take for granted? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, it's a hard one to answer because it, I obviously take it for granted, so I'm not going to think <laughs> of it. I'm, I'm completely serious in this. No, yeah. So I have sense. to take a minute to really think about mm-hmm. what am I not really, what am I maybe not appreciating as much as I should? Yeah. So what I feel like I've been taking for granted is just appreciating life. Okay. I feel like I've been really focused on the future. Mm-hmm. Like I've been focusing on getting stable employment or like what I want once I like have more secure finances mm-hmm. and like focusing on whatever the next steps are and like whatever project or thing I'm working on. I feel like I'm always looking at what the end result is or like how to get to where I want to be instead of just appreciating where I am right now. Okay. And so I think that includes like us, like just appreciating yeah. our time together and like appreciate you rush, washing the dishes and everything else. Um, but also just like the liberties we do have. Like we do have a lot of time together. So like maybe we should do more walks and do mm-hmm. things like that. Mm. Yeah. Just like um, being more in the moment. Yeah. It's uh, these questions are always, uh, I mean, they're kind of hard to answer on the spot, but I, I think I like that because um, they really make you think. Um, I think the one thing I, I take for granted the most, I think would be the people around me. Um, I am I am by nature a, a, a loner and a hermit. Although I have friends, I, I, I like to keep my friend uh, circle pretty small. Um, but even then, like I, I'm not someone who is constantly hanging out with people or hanging out with friends. Um, and I think I, I purposely do that to keep people and myself like at arm's reach I try not to get, let people get close. So I think I, I, I could be much better at um, appreciating the people around me uh, and the time I have with those people. Um, and that's family and friends. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Sounds like Lewis wants to buff up his quality time. I got to work on the quality time. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of acts of service. Maybe a little more quality time. <laughs> and it sounds like Krista also, maybe he needs quality time instead of whatever the hell she's doing now. Well, it sounds like a, a refocusing on, on the time in, in the portion of the quality time instead of um, focusing on the future. Quality yeah. time, be more present in the current. Current quality, quality time. time yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's hope that we can talk about some of those experiences on our next podcast. Ah. Louis, do you want to tell them um, our cadence for the podcasting? Yeah, yeah. So I think we're going to do... Uh, try to get, do once a month. Um, that's that's our producer. He's saying we should be doing it more often. I know we're very busy, and we just said we need more time to do a, real life things. It's a very sore subject for him. He gets really upset. Yeah, so it's okay, Louis. Go ahead. But yeah, so we'll be doing uh, one episode a month. We're excited to continue on this journey, and thank you for joining us. We're out. Um, yeah. Mazel tov. Hey, it's Lewis. Just hopping back in here real quick to say uh, congratulations and thanks for making it to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed what you just heard, uh, please feel free to visit us uh, at our website at casuallyawkward.com. From there, you can access all of our different social media channels, as well as direct links to all the different platforms you can find the show, like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, that kind of stuff. And actually, while you're there on your preferred platform, uh, please feel free to give us a, a rating or a review. Uh, stars, thumbs up, thumbs down, however your platform works. Um, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Bye.